Hello and welcome. It's Trucking Answers. It's the place for trucking. All right, so that's pretty clever. So I'm here with my co-host Gracie today, who is sleeping on the couch because it's chilly out, and so the floor is cold. So she's, you know, she has cat beds everywhere. She's up on the couch, but she could be here at any moment to give her opinion. Today is an unabridged show, so we've got trucking news, some automotive news, which is kind of crossover-ish. And in the third half of the show, we will have a woman who brings us a reason why we don't live on Mars. Do you know why we don't live on Mars? Do you know why I can't even get to Mars? Because there's a bunch of dumb, stupid idiot people on this planet that have to provide services and dry cheese sandwiches to. And uh, by the way, this is ripped from today's headlines. You may have seen it, and it's coming to you here on this Trucking Tuesday. So uh, let's get right to some trucking news. I thought this was really something. I've always wondered about this, too. Have you ever thought about this? These bucket trucks that are doing like work on a sign or whatever over the highway on a street light. Well, in California, I think it was California, right? One of these trucks was, um, you know, working. So they have the left lane closed. And so they have a bucket truck, but he's working on a sign that is over the right lane, which is open. And this dude's in the bucket up there and he's too low. A semi hits him and knocks him out of the bucket okay so they're like we're going to investigate whether or not he was wearing a safety gear well obviously not all right you have to be attached and everything up there at that height as we know for osha but here's the real problem with it they said they haven't decided yet whether the driver of the semi will face charges what did that guy do wrong okay so i'm in a lane that's open they're working up there you just kind of assume they're high enough. They should be measuring that stuff. That is not the driver to stop on the interstate and decide whether this bucket dude, whether he's going to clear the bucket dude. All right. I, I don't put any of this on the driver at all. Now, he stopped at the scene and everything because apparently he heard him knock him over. Probably the guy goes like, oh, or some other kind of that's an actual sound. there, very close to what probably happened or ah or oh, something like that. They haven't decided whether they're going to charge a driver. Stupid California. I mean, what else stupid are they going to do over there? But I've always seen these bucket trucks up there, and I'm almost like, you know what? I wonder if I'm going to clear that truck because sometimes they, like, extend over the lane you're driving, and they shouldn't do that, I don't think, just for this very reason, that they don't really know how tall, how high they are, and what's going to happen is the state is going to say, oh, well, this is a third-party contractor, so we got nothing to do with it, you know just ridiculous i saw that and i've always wondered though will i clear the bucket well you know what sometimes apparently you won't pepsi is going to take delivery of some tesla semis starting before the end of the year they said they expect to have 15 of them before the end of the year now these are going to be 500 mile range trucks 500 miles about they haven't talked prices on it yet but Earlier, Elon Musk had said that the 500-mile trucks would be $180,000. That's kind of comparable anymore or close to a semi. A regular semi, like a real semi. Uh, here's the thing. There's a $40,000 tax credit per truck, federal. Okay, so you, me, everybody else that's working are subsidizing PepsiCo buying semis isn't that nice boy nice for you if you are the company right and they're taking delivery of them in california first why likely california of all states the goofballs out there probably have other subsidies which it didn't list 
So a huge portion, a large percentage of that truck is being subsidized by taxpayers. Okay, so we are subsidizing corporations to buy their equipment. Isn't that nice? Oh, well, Mark, isn't the air cleaner? No, it isn't. A Tesla says that you can get a 70% charge in 30 minutes with a Tesla semi-supercharger, which is um, has to be installed at the company headquarters. So you can put 350 miles of range in it in a half an hour. Um, is that good? I don't know. <laughs> okay. That's probably enough, though. And it's going to their Frito-Lay fleet. fleet, fleet? Frito-Lay fleet. So I'm hauling mostly bags of air with like three chips in them around. And uh, will they see 500 miles? I don't know. It remains to be seen. Would I want the first one off the line of a brand new thing? No, probably not. I don't know what a warranty on a Tesla is. They don't say and you can't find that out. I'll say they'll probably fix it, you know, to as beta testing or whatever. But remember this. Remember, 40,000 plus California. I got to believe it's probably another 10, 20 on top of that from California. It's something for sure. It's something to convert your fleet. So say you get 50 off of $180,000 semi. That's a huge deal. That is a huge deal. Plus whatever ongoing tax credits they probably have for the electricity, installation, all that. Amazing. Amazing that we uh, subsidize that. For people wondering, PepsiCo revenue last year, $20.2 billion. And revenue after all expenses was a little over $1 billion of profit. Okay, profit. So don't think, oh, well, they're struggling. I don't think so. I don't think so. They should buy their own trucks just like everybody else does. Why don't I get my car subsidized? Okay, so... Oh, you could if you got an electric car. That's right. You could have poor people pay for your electric car also. This is ridiculous. Pepsi makes all kinds of money. Their stock's down 30% this year, by the way, and uh, hopefully to fall more about doing this government thing. And look, I don't fault the company. They're going to take advantage of everything. They're probably actually required to be in a public company that to do this, to take advantage of stuff. It's just ridiculous that we go out and subsidize companies to buy this kind of garbage. So in another tragic accident, um, a driver has an accident. He has a seizure, right, and kills a couple of people because of this accident. What is he being charged with besides all the accident things? Forgery of a federal document. This is what I keep telling people. So on his medical, he did not list the anti-seizure medication that he was taking for epilepsy, which would actually have prohibited him, they said in this article, from getting his license at that time. So he didn't list it, and so then they just give him his license because this is not something that shows up in a drug test. That is forging the document. He didn't, he wasn't truthful on it. Okay, that's what they said. So, uh, you know, lying on a federal document. I don't know why I did say forgery, thinking about it now. Either way, look, he actually said, oh, I hope to get my license back someday. Look, he ought to be in jail. Please, dude, if you're taking some kind of medication, put it on your medical form, whatever it is. So that this is not an issue. Oh, this won't happen to me. I'm sure that's what he said. I'm sure that's what everybody said. And if you have some kind of medical condition, you know, where you shouldn't drive, don't drive. How about that? Do not drive. Stop driving. Putting everybody at risk. People are so selfish about driving. They think they need to drive all the time. If you're not allowed to drive because of some kind of medical thing and you're going to go kill somebody, do not drive. 
We have some numbers from Road Check America this year and out of service. Hey, here's the thing. Brakes, one-fourth of the trucks put out of service were for brakes. But number two is tires, okay? So brakes, I get it. You know, some places it's hard to tell, whatever. Automatic slack adjusters. And that's what they're saying in the article as well. Tires, number two, all right? And here's the thing. The fifth highest amount of reasons people put out of service, cargo securement. I cannot tell people enough about cargo securement. I talk about this all the time, and people, too, uh, don't do anything about it. And I wish that they would. Cargo securement is super important. You think just because you have a box van, you know, a dry van, that you don't have to secure your cargo. Cargo has to be secured from movement, even in a van. Get some straps or a load lock, or you're going to have a problem. When they open that door, it's just a bunch of free boxes, and they're hanging around, they're bouncing around. That That's unsecured cargo, and guess what? Out of service. Over 10% of the trucks that were put out of service was for cargo securement issues. One in 10, over one in 10. What do you think about that? That is a real problem. That's because people do not think they have to secure cargo if it's inside of a box, and that is not the case. Either get e-track and some straps, load locks, blocking, something. There has to be a way in there that the cargo stays secure or you're going to get put out of service. That includes everybody in a box. Okay, you cannot just leave your freight hanging around in there where you get an out-of-service, and that's a real problem. Okay, so you get an out-of-service, they put you in the back of the scale, now somebody's got to bring you a way to secure the load before you can leave, and you have an out-of-service on your record, and that's all preventable by you simply looking at the load before it leaves. So I would ensure that each load is secured, or you're going to have this out-of-service problem, and it's a problem that you don't want to have. Now we find out that Werner made a little purchase of Baylor Trucking. Werner buys Baylor. What do you think about that, you Baylor people? Anybody? Now, they said that the leadership team, as they called it, at Baylor will stay on. That nothing will change. And that's what all these places say, right? Nothing ever will change. Well, why buy the place then? I mean, if you're not going to do anything. The name stays on the company. It'll still be run as Baylor. They're just adding it to their fleet. This is what I'm saying. These large carriers are buying up these small carriers. And now, anytime now, a small carrier is basically under a thousand trucks. So I think here's the thing. If you're at like a mid-sized place with, you know, maybe a hundred to a couple of hundred, few hundred trucks, you are ripe to be bought by one of these huge carriers. If you're at a small carrier, say three trucks, five trucks, whatever, you are not going to get bought probably. You know what they'll do? Just run you out of business. Uh, why buy the place when they can just run it out of business? But a place with a hundred, couple of hundred trucks, they probably have contracts in place, stuff like that, that's worth buying. Especially if they're any good, that's worth purchasing. Then you end up working at Werner or working at one of these large carriers. Sometimes, sometimes what they do is make everybody apply to the new company. They haven't said whether they're going to do that here. That'd be really something. And that'd be a lot of work for them. And sometimes they just absorb you. But everything, uh, you know, insurance and all that might change over, certainly by next year. Who knows? Werner buys them. Eventually, if you're at one of these places at 100 to 300 trucks, right in that size, it seems like you are the, the biggest risk. Now, once you start getting bigger, if you have a 1,000 truck fleet, well, that's hard to purchase because that's a big check somebody's got to write. And if you're at a three-truck fleet, four trucks, we well, can just be run out of business. A place like Werner, 
for example, could just come in and just underbid you on everything that you're doing and just completely run you right out of business. So that's uh, you know that's the way to do that. Rather than giving you money, just to, we'll just run you right out of business and take your freight that way. So these what I call mid-sized carriers at a hundred, couple hundred trucks, that's where I'd be more nervous right now than anything. So I guess you can either go work for <laughs> Swift or Warner right now, or wait until you're purchased by them, and end up working for them anyway. Something to consider as you uh, think about your future. So the government, in all of its wisdom, is still contemplating this hair follicle drug testing. Now look, as you know, right, I am not an advocate for using drugs. I don't think you should use drugs. And I think that the blood alcohol for, you know, alcohol content, which would be blood alcohol, should be zero. After that, you get arrested. But um, people, here's a group of people who say that hair follicle testing violates their religious beliefs <laughs> and uh, you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't guess who it is they have commented it is the Sikh coalition and the North American Punjabi Trucking Association the NAPTA are you a member are you a member okay well maybe not they said that they have concerns about privacy as it relates to hair testing privacy okay so uh, I don't know they said that first there's going to be a bunch of false positives because that certain drugs incorporate at higher levels in rich, uh, coarse, dark hair versus thin, light hair. What are they trying to say? Okay, I used to have hair, okay? I did at one point. <laughs> and I have a picture of me in like third grade. I had some hair. Here's the thing. You shouldn't be around drugs and you won't have to worry about a drug test, of course, is the thought of it. But uh, they said it will have a bunch of false positives. And there were some studies that have been done, none recently, but uh, there are some studies that say there are a lot more false positives with the hair testing. than it, And still it's 100%. I will say this, they shouldn't probably do it. A false positive can ruin your life, ruin your life, okay? The second part of their opposition is faith-based. All right, part of their... Uh, religion apparently as it says here is the practice of allowing your hair to grow naturally as a means to express your faith okay that uh, saves on the razors apparently and uh, not that i'm a big advocate of razors now they said the religious mandate includes not only hair on your head but hair on your face all your facial hair and all your body hair for men and women well that's a delightful thought isn't it they said uh, that it would. Uh, they are concerned about the possible ramifications of faith-based accommodation requests for hair testing. So, this is what I don't understand. I guess I would have to have someone from the uh, what does it say here, the North American Punjabi Trucking Association, tell me why taking some of your hair is uh, is violates your faith. I guess they're not allowed to take any of their hair for any reason. I guess so. They're saying, look, you can't take this. And so this violates my religious freedom. Here's what I say. And this, you know, I have to be consistent on this because I've talked about this for pharmacists and uh, that kind of thing. This is where this usually comes into and it would go the same here. So when a pharmacist, um, say you go in there for uh, plan B or whatever, the drug, right? And the pharmacist says, I'm not going to fill that prescription here at work where I work because of my religion. I don't want to do that job, part of that job based on my religion. And what I have said is that pharmacists should quit 
okay, should not do a job that they're not, that they don't want to do because of their own personal beliefs. And that would be the same here. If part of a job, any job is something that you don't feel um, is any good for you based on your religion, why would you want to do it? That's number one. Would seem like to me that if part of your job violated your religious beliefs, um, you wouldn't want to do it. Many years ago, I had this happen to me, sort of. So there was a trailer. It seems like it was here in Lafayette that needed to be moved, but it was a Baxter Pharmaceuticals trailer. And I thought, oh, that's ironic. I used to work at Baxter. So, but they had called me at home. He goes, can you go over, get the truck and go over to the hospital, home hospital, which I think is closed. He said that some driver had put the, the trailer in the door crooked and the next driver wouldn't move it. Uh, some driver, I don't exactly remember. Boy, this is a horrible story. I'm sure everybody has already turned the radio off. It's only me talking about it. <laughs> if I can remember this, that the trailer was crooked in the dock and they couldn't unload it at the hospital and another driver wouldn't move the trailer because he thought Baxter was some part of some kind of abortion where they had either provided pills for abortion or did something with abortion. So he wouldn't do anything with a Baxter trailer. He wouldn't do anything with it. And so... He goes, can you go just straighten it out in the dock over there? Because he couldn't. And it isn't like the home hospital wasn't doing that. This is like, you know, medical supplies for a hospital that they need. And they just couldn't unload it because whoever backed it in left it all crooked. And so I'm like, yeah, right. I go move it over. I didn't think anything about it. But, you know, later I've thought, oh, that's interesting that the driver's like, uh, you know, I can't do this because of my own beliefs. And I don't know. I don't like that kind of thing. If you have some belief, look, that's fine with me. It's America. You can believe whatever you want. But you, what you can't do is say, uh, I want my work to accommodate me. Work doesn't accommodate you. You, Unless you group together, which people are always unwilling to do or mostly unwilling to do. You say, look, I can't do this. And work should say, well, get lost. Same here. Same as the pharmacist. Same here. If there's some part of you for, oh, this is always a good example that we get you know people that uh won't work on sunday okay i would recommend that you get a job that is off on sunday there are trucking companies plenty of them i'm one of them who's off on sunday and uh go get that job don't go to a job where you have to work on sundays and then say i can't work sundays they go we work sunday well then you should leave there this would be the same for this same kind of thing. So we'll see where this goes. I do think eventually this hair testing, which they've been talking about for a decade now, and they've wanted to get in place, is coming. It is going to come. So, and like they said, shaving all your hair off <clears throat> doesn't work. They'll take it from wherever they can get it. So you'd have to have a really good shave. I would like to see a driver do that. Kind of shave themselves down almost like a baby, I guess, and go get completely waxed and with no hair and go in to do this. I wonder what they would do then. Uh, I guess then, well, if you had alopecia when your hair falls out, that's what, that's a medical problem. That's one thing. If you just completely shaved your hair, I wonder what they would do. You're just like, oh, it just happened to be, yesterday happened to be waxing day where I completely wax my whole body every month or whatever, so I can't do the test and there's no hair to get. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. I think that eventually this does come to pass where they 
they actually do this absolutely where they're gonna do that they're gonna do the thing whether you like it or not kind of you know I hate inconsistencies and so I'd like to point out this from a, a known truck driver who's President Joe Biden who <laughs> is a known truck driver that's why I point this out he recently paroled and you know on a podcast we get to talk about stuff outside of trucking so he not paroled okay pardoned Thousands of people who were in jail for marijuana, as they said on the news, simple marijuana possession. And okay, he's allowed to do that, so okay. Here's the problem I have with it. A reporter, and I don't know where they were from, asked him, hey, President Biden, he goes, I'm over here, I'm over, oh, oh, he goes, oh, okay, okay, no, that's terrible. He goes, President Biden, since you're pardoning these people, do you think that the law should be changed and marijuana be made legally through the federal government, you know, be federally a legal drug. He said no. That's the part I don't understand. Why would you pardon someone for something that you are then going to go arrest them for again if they... So say they go out and do the same thing, they will be arrested. And you think that's okay. If you're going to pardon someone, you should think, yeah, absolutely, the law ought to be changed, and I'm what I'm going to do. What he this would at least be consistent, and say, yeah, what I'm going to do from now on. Everybody who's in gets arrested federally for this. I'm going to immediately pardon them, so they're going to get right back out. So if you continue to arrest people, they're going to go right back out until the law changes. That's one thing, but he said no. So the, so he mean the people I'm pardoned could then be arrested again for the same thing, and I'm okay with that. That's the thing of it. That's the kind of inconsistency. Uh, that I have come to expect from all, all politicians, really, but I really don't like. So Tesla pops back up in the story again. This time is about their vehicles. But this also relates to trucking because auto carriers, auto haulers, like Jack Cooper and all these other places, have come out and said, hey, uh, we need an exemption from the government for weight because electric cars are so heavy. And they mentioned Tesla, but really they mean all electric cars. They're pretty heavy. Why? Batteries are heavy at the moment. We're working on it. I'm sure someday they'll be super light. But at the moment, they're heavy, and so enough batteries to run a car makes the cars heavier than the average gas-powered car. So they can't put as many on the truck. And so here again, what we have is drivers, and a lot of drivers commented about this, not thinking through everything. They want the government to give them an exemption so they can run heavier and put more vehicles on there. The last time I checked into it, at least around here, because it turns out we have a huge automotive plant in Lafayette, Indiana, and they hire a lot of auto carriers here, you got paid per mile per car. That's how it was. Now, I don't know what it is today. I haven't looked recently. So when I looked into it, they go, for example, if you have 10 cars on there and leave, that's a dollar a mile. You were getting 10 cents a car per mile at that point. And so as a company driver, and this was some years ago, you were going to get a buck a mile. Now, when you deliver a car, you got that was only for those miles. So if you went 100 miles with 10 cars and delivered at a, de, a Subaru dealer and took two cars off, you got a dollar a mile. And then from the now those next miles was 80 cents a mile until you took more cars off and then 20 cents or whatever. That's how it worked then. And so that's how I assume it works. That's why drivers are having a problem with it. They can't put as many vehicles on there. So not getting as much money. And of course, drivers who never think through this they go to the want to go to the government so they can do more work. What they should do is go to their employer and say, "Hey, we you need to pay us more because we can't put as many cars on here. So I'm not going to take a hit because 
of the loading requirements. You know, that's not that. Otherwise, why don't people who get paid by the pound uh, try to get these exemptions? Maybe they do. Hey, I need to put more weight in here. Why don't you go to your employer and say, hey, we need to charge more. What electric car manufacturers could do is just pass that on and say, hey, these cars weigh so much, we can't put as many on there. Look, the delivery fee is all half a scam anyways. The dealer here in town is five miles from the plant. And do you know they have to load them on a truck and truck them over there? Why don't they just drive them over to the dealer? There's what? Three? Oh, if you came out of the side entrance, there's one two three three lights if you came out of that side entrance you'd take a lot and then a right on there yeah you'd hit three lights and be at the subaru dealer here in town by coming out of the plant by just driving the cars over there they could have salesmen go pick them up and bring them back over there so but no they got to load them on a truck and you the dealer here charges the same delivery fee as the dealer in portland oregon so I think all that is some it's fifteen eighteen hundred dollars fee now. So all that should just be part of the price of the car. But either way, I think that the drivers are not thinking right on this. Because the cars are heavier, they're not gonna get as much money. Well go to your employer and go, hey, you gotta pay us more per car because we can't put as many cars on there. Worry about getting the pay up rather than trying to do more work. That's what I'm saying. You know, I think now it's time to head over to Jersey City. Jersey City, isn't that a nice place? I love it. That's my hometown, by the way. So we go over to Jersey City, and we look at the basement cinder block apartments there, and they're hard to find, you know, because of the weather and stuff like that. But we find one, and it's occupied by this fine lady, who's 27 years old. And uh, she's like, you know what I need? A job. Unlike men who go to steal stuff, uh, she's like, I'm going to go get a job to get money isn't that amazing she goes this place ain't gonna pay for itself this 325 dollars a month rent ain't gonna pay for itself so where does she go to get a job well after Sally Jesse Raphael which she loves she goes out and applies for a job with the sheriff's department now that's a great job they're hiring here in Indiana the Indiana State Police, they're always hiring. They're uh, looking for people. So she goes and puts in an application. Well, I don't know if you know this. Uh, I didn't know it because I'm a complete idiot. Um, when you apply for a job like with the sheriff or the police department, um, they do a background check on you. Did you know that? Oh, apparently she didn't know that. Yeah, they do background check. And so they did a background check for her. They go, thank you for your application. Let's do a background check. <laughs> so it turns out she has 10 warrants. That's right. Many bench warrants, fraud warrants. Yeah. So what they do, which I love this. I love it. They call her up and go, hey, come on in for an interview. And so she does. And she sets it up and goes in there, and they arrest her. <laughs> Do you not know you have 10 warrants? Several of them, at least, were bench warrants, meaning it's a failure to appear warrant. All right, so you've already been ordered to appear and didn't. All right, so she's taken into custody. And then here's another thing which you may not know. When you go into custody, they make you put all your things in a bag. You have to give your items to them, the things that are in your possession. Well, she had two credit cards that were stolen on her when she came into the sheriff's department. So they also charged her with credit card theft. 
And she's also being investigated by the United States Postal Service because she worked there and they're looking at postal fraud for her. So, and currently she's waiting uh, extradition to Pennsylvania for one of these charges. Now, here's the thing. How many dry cheese sandwiches do you think she is going to get? A lot? Oh, and her name, which I just love this. Can you pe listen, people? Will you please name your kids normal names? I'm just sick of it. <laughs> it's, I'm just, because I don't know how to spell them and I don't know what I'm doing. Okay, her first name, let's write it out. Z-Y-E-A-M-A. Zyma. Zayma. Okay, and her middle initial is Y, so who knows what that's going to be. All right, so please. <laughs> I just don't understand it. The names, but either way, what's in a name, right? What's in a name is I don't know how to spell your name. If you have warrants, the moral of the story, if you are wanted by the police, if you are a thief, if you steal credit cards, if you, uh, which she's, uh, of course, not guilty of until convicted, she's only charged with this. Uh, if you do any of these things, the place to apply is not the sheriff's department. Okay, there are other jobs that would not do such a thorough background check. Although, well, I don't know if this wouldn't show up on a criminal record because it's just a warrant. So you haven't been charged with anything, so you don't have a criminal record. Look, go work at Taco Bell or something. It's not like they do a tough background check on you when people are smoking dope outside the place. So if you have warrants, if you are wanted, if you have stolen items on you, do not apply, do not go to, do not go anywhere near the, any police organization or agency. That's just my theory. But because there are people like this, I can't get to Mars. Do you see it up there? Well, not tonight. It's cloudy, although cold. It's snowing in Michigan, by the way, as of uh, this podcast. Don't apply because now I have to provide you a cheese sandwich Not all over. She's got to be extradited. That costs money. They got to go pick her up, take her somewhere, charge her. Then she'll be extradited back. They got to charge her over there. This, this chick is doing probably tens of thousands of dollars of monetary damage all these places because she's an idiot and what's going to happen to her ultimately we both know it we all know it both they're probably only two people listening so <laughs> so just uh, you and me both know it she's going to get let out again right if you get 10 charges and i don't care how minor they are you shouldn't be back on the street for any reason i've always said that three charges and you're out including minor charges that you're convicted of so this is all ridiculous. I can't get to Mars. I can't even spell her name. And uh, I'm sick of it. <laughs> all right. So uh, that's Trucking Tuesday for today. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll be back soon with another podcast.